Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Tiger Woods show right here on the Believe Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. What is up? Cam Rogers coming at you. I'm alongside Bridget Whalen as well. Happy New Year to everybody out there. 2021 is around the corner. Of course, we are your Tiger Woods experts right here on this show. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends, enter 2021 with some good Tiger Woods content. Hit us up on social media. I'm on Twitter, at MrRogers99, and on Instagram, at MrRogers98. You can follow Bridget on Twitter and Instagram, at Bridget K. Whalen. Happy birthday to Tiger Woods, turning 45 years young. We'll talk about some goals we have in mind for Tiger entering 2021, but more specifically, Five questions we have for Mr. Eldrick Tiger Woods as we enter this new calendar year. But first, let's give a shout out to Bet Online, our sponsors of the show. The NBA and college basketball are back. The NFL and, of course, the college football playoff are right around the corner. With all of these sports going on, there are plenty of bets to lock in. So if you're thinking about, you know, picking the Lakers to repeat their NBA championship or someone to upset Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, you need to go to betonline.ag. My Baltimore Ravens are playing the Bengals with a minus 13 spread this week. I am hammering the Ravens against the spread, so you should certainly do that too. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well, which never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. All right, Bridget. Well, happy Tiger Woods birthday day. 45 years old. Can you believe it? How old are you now? Exactly. Are you one? Are you two? <laughs> are you 45? <laughs> yeah, I can believe it. Um, no, I mean, he, to me, he is eternally young. He is eternally, I'm going to put him at like, I don't know. I'll keep him forever at 26 in my mind. Yeah, that's a good age right there. That's, That's a good right. age. I like that number. <laughs> Better than most. Better than there you and go. In the math, you will understand. Yes, yes. And of course, the age of yours truly right now. So I'll take that too. Oh, sure. That was the real reason. That was the real reason. Exactly. I know how you operate wow. here. That's right. <laughs> you know, I was fun. It was funny. I was looking at some of the uh, top shots from Tiger in non majors. The PGA Tour tweeted out a video and the RBC Canadian Open shot over the water out of the bunker was number one and it's so funny how it's the best shot but it didn't even hit the green but it was just so magical gutting it out of the bunker getting it over the water and landing it close to the pin but just not on the green it really was just an incredible shot to look back on and I don't know if you remember what I'm talking about Bridget but that's what the PGA Tour put as their top shot so I actually think that's what he puts as his top shot oh, as well. He? That's right. 
think so. I think that I've heard him state that that is, as you said, maybe not like the best shot, but like the best shot that he's ever played off and gotten it right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was legendary. That was legendary. We're like hopped up on Tiger Woods' birthday. I'm so excited. <laughs> you know, it's also interesting. All of those shots were like him very young, aside from the 2012 Memorial where he made that magical uh, chip in. I believe it was on 17. And Jack Nicholas was like, that was absolutely incredible or something like that. So a lot of good memories and of course plenty of more to be made here in the 2021 calendar year so what we're going to do on the show here today obviously no golf this week the pga tour is back next week with the century tournament of champions of course not a full field event but it is technically the first official event of 2021 so we have five questions for Tiger Woods as we enter this new year. And I have my list here. So we'll go through what I have and Bridget, if you defer from any of these, we can kind of tackle yours as well. But we have to start with obviously the health, the back. And so my number one question is, can Tiger limit, not eliminate, limit the back issues to the best of his ability? Because I think the reality is he's going to be dealing with this the rest of his PGA Tour career, not to be Johnny Raincloud or anything like that, but I believe that is the realistic viewpoint here, and I think Tiger Woods would agree with me. So can he learn more about his body? Is he learning more about his body right now that will allow him to prepare better before PGA Tour events in 2021 and perhaps not be as stiff? after said events so in other words i'm trying to say you know the back issue can sometimes be a puzzle and maybe he's still trying to learn a little bit about what works best for him maybe he isn't maybe he understands that he has his routine he's got to keep doing it but maybe he learns more about himself that will allow him to limit the back issues even more so next year so bridget probably no surprise that i'm talking about the health here right off the bat not a surprise. I will never forget Tiger Woods falling to the ground after he hit his shot at Liberty National. I mean, falling on his knees, seeing, that was in 2013, I think. Seeing him fall on his knees, just from then, I knew from like that point on, like this was going to be an ever-present thing in his life. When he got this final fusion a few years ago, I think that'll go down as like one of the most famous and impactful procedures, basically, in sports history. It revived his career. He won the Masters, everybody, last year. Um, but yeah, I do think that the the uh, notion that he always says, uh, have you ever hit your funny bone? Mm. And then imagine like doing that a thousand times a day. Like that is how he describes the nerve uh, sensitivity or, or I guess it's pain at that point that he endures. And, you know, this is just going to be something that Tiger's going to have to deal with for, uh, for the rest of his life. And, and I just hope that at some point, um, it becomes more of like you said, more of like something that he could sort of flow with as opposed to like be afraid of when it's going to pop up and impede his ability to do things. I don't know if that'll ever happen. I think it's always the question of, am I going to be able to be mobile tomorrow? I, I do think that that is how he lives his life, which kind of stinks, but um, I think he's doing a pretty good job. So 
I now see Tiger as a healthy guy. Like to me, he, he's, he's not injury prone. I'm going to say that very quietly, Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like in, in, in recent months, he hasn't been, uh, and yes, I know at the beginning of this year, he pulled out of the players. We had some issues, but, but those have miraculously gone away. So I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna bring those up. Right. What were those issues? Because whatever they were, they went away pretty quickly because, you know, you had the COVID layoff and plenty of time for him to kind of recuperate, if you will. And we talked about that a few months ago, how the shutdown was in some ways a blessing in disguise for Tiger in particular, as far as his health is concerned. So yeah, it's going to be a storyline. And this kind of leads into my second question. And we can talk about this more as we go throughout January, Bridget. But what will Tiger's schedule look like? So we can cement four events, really pretty much five. Masters, U.S. Open, British Open, and the PGA Championship. <laughs> I, I say the uh, fifth being actually the Genesis Invitational because that's his foundation event. So he's going to play in that. But from then on, like, I don't even think the players is a given Bridget, depending on how he's feeling. Right. I mean, I put that on the next tier with the Memorial and then you have the WGCs, you have the farmer's insurance open and you have the FedEx cup playoffs given he qualifies. Those are some things that not necessarily are guaranteed events for him. Yeah, I think the Farmers is a guaranteed event. Um, I mean, he has made his first appearance there in, in years prior. And this year, I believe that was his first did, appearance. Yep. Um, it, you know, it being at, uh, at Torrey Pines, where where the US Open will be this year. Um, I think that it is a good, it's, you know, it's like a, practice round run, I guess we could say. Uh, and so I do see him playing there. I think that we never really know what's going on with him. He He's not very forthcoming with his health, which by all means he shouldn't be. Um, but I do think that we are going to see him kind of follow the, the same, you know, the same schedule that he, he typically follows. I think that this year, as opposed to last year, he had indicated he was going to be playing less. I think that moving forward, he is going to be playing less, like in general. I think that over time, we will just see it sort of, and this is sad to say, but become less and less. And, right. and all of that works towards being prepared for the four majors. I also had this on my list, but I would like to know, and maybe this was just because he won the masters in 2019 and he was so, sort of coming off of that win in the summer. How is he going to be in peak performance for all four majors? Can he do that? Now the masters comes first typically. So he won last year and, and it came first. This year obviously was just a cluster. I, I can't even really go off of this year for any player, not just Tiger. This year was just so weird that I don't want to take anything from this as like normalcy, not like normalcy is a real thing, but this year was really outlandish in the sense of normalcy. So I just want to know if he really has the ability to be prepared for and be like fresh for all four majors. That's always his goal, right? I mean, we've talked about that before, how he really wants to lead into the majors 
feeling the best he possibly can because those tournaments matter the most to him. So you're saying right. that it's probably going to be a similar schedule to what we saw last year as far as number of tournaments played. You don't think he's going to play any less or any more? I don't. I think that in 2018, we were spoiled. And I think that to think that he was going to play that many tournaments is just not who Tiger is anyway. Tiger is typically someone who is judicious about where he tees it up. And and for good reason, for whether it's for his health or now his his age. I mean, happy kids. birthday. Yeah. yeah, kids, right. So there's so many extraneous factors that dictate that. But even when he was in his prime, he was judicious. He He's a tactical guy. He's not Sung J.M. He's not... <laughs> He's not going out there like week after week living on the road, you know, Tiger one here. I'm going to just like make a gross um, generalization here about Tiger. He is a guy who is calculated in the sense of he likes to win. And I know everyone's going to say, well, who doesn't like to win? There are some guys who don't go into a tournament every single time wanting to win or or thinking that they have the ability to he did he he might still i really don't know i honestly you saw him at the president's cup in the singles he took his hat he whipped his hat off he is so competitive like for me that's just who he is that's just who tiger is a guy who wins <laughs> like he's won 82 times so for me, I think that his schedule is always going to be very well thought out. And now that he's older, he has, like you said, his children, he wants to be around his children. The thing that's interesting for me about Tiger at 45 is he's already seen the end. He's already seen what life would be like without golf. And he likes it. He likes hanging out with his kids. He likes spending time with Charlie on the golf course. He likes going to his daughter's soccer games. He likes that life. He's He has seen that end and it's good. So why now? I mean, so one of my questions is, is this all just gravy still? Is is that still a thing? Or is he trying to be the, the most winningest major champion? Right. I, I think he is, but I don't know. Maybe this really is all gravy. Maybe, maybe he's not grinding. Maybe he's not trying to get to 83 or 19 or whatever. I, like whatever that number is, I do not know. I don't think he'll ever let anyone in because then he has sort of a like a, a hurdle to, to reach. I don't think he would ever say like, I will not be satisfied until I get to 19. One, because I actually don't know if that's the truth, to be totally frank about it. And two, because I don't think he he puts limits on himself. I think he's just like a goal-oriented guy. Um, so for me, I think that the grinding and the like, this is all gravy, which is, those are his words, not mine. I, I think that his schedule is indicative of that so for me he he will play at the tournaments that he is comfortable at and that those tend to be the same tournaments maybe he'll tee it up a little less this year I honestly don't know but I feel like 2020 was kind of a relaxed year for everybody that I could see him like ready to go and I could see this very well being like a normal tiger schedule this year
or season. Yeah, the whole gravy versus trying to catch Jack argument is really interesting. And I think it's something that we will certainly monitor as we go through 2021, especially with the new priorities in Tiger's life. And he will never let us know, of course, as you said, but it does make you wonder. And it's almost hard to process a Tiger Woods who understands he won't catch Jack, but hell, he's going to try sort of situation. Like the old Tiger would be like, oh, I'm going to catch Jack. But the new Tiger now, it's a little different. And maybe he's getting a little more realistic. I don't know. I'm not in the guy's head. Nobody is. Um, So we'll see what happens. But it is an interesting sort of dichotomy there. So Bridget, you are the segue gal here today because question (laughs) number three, will he win? anywhere in 2021 and I think the schedule has a lot to do with that how he's feeling leading up to the major championships has a lot to do with that but the courses he's going to play in 2021 are for the most part courses he knows very well so if he plays the memorial he's going to know Muirfield very well uh farmers insurance open we know he knows Torrey Pines very well We'll see what happens with the WGCs and the FedEx Cup playoffs, but he, you know, won at Eastlake not too long ago. So, of course, that being the Tour Championship location. I don't know what the answer is to this question, hence why I'm bringing it up, but it is one to ponder, does he have a win in the bag in 2021? Or maybe it's multiple. I don't know. Yeah, this is... My biggest question for him, which I will never, I will never find out. I will never get to ask. I will never get the answer to not because I'm Bridget Whalen in my parents' computer room in Milford, (laughs) Connecticut, but because the urgency that the media and the general public has for him to get to 83 and 18, 19, whatever, match it, beat it. I don't know. That urgency, he he for sure does not have, in my opinion, that want to get there so badly to, to, we want him to be that guy. I honestly do not think the urgency is there. I really don't. And I don't think that that's because he's any less competitive or he's more realistic now. I don't think it has to do with any of that. I think it just has to do with circumstance and that like he accepts that this is this and that he's gonna try to get there but I do not see him like pining like I need this 83rd win to feel vindicated and now the media like like me wants him to get there so badly I do think he'll win again I don't know if it'll be this year or next year or when he's 49 and 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 broaching going on the champions tour which I do think that he will play on. Um, I, I do see him winning multiple more times before he segues to the PJ tour champions or, or dare I say retires, which that word. Don't drop the R word. Good Lord. I just watched the, um, Seve Ballesteros golf channel film with my dad, uh, a couple nights ago. Wow. That is an emotional journey. Uh, and he retired and, and hearing him say like, like you could play golf for now, of course, Sevi had, he had a brain tumor, but I'm just saying like, you could play golf forever. So like to, to think about Tiger Woods retiring, like it, it really, it's, 
it's a sore subject and I don't even know why I brought it up, but um, I think that he will play a lot of more tournaments before he even gets to that point. And I do think he'll win. I think, I think he has a really good chance now. And I hate saying this. I don't see him winning any other major than the masters this year in general. I just think that the depth, the the depth of talent, the fields, it's just so deep and it's so rich and it and the PJ Tour, the average age is getting younger and younger by by the literal minute, not by the season. Like the I, I think it might even be like mid twenties average age. So I believe it. Right. Like I just don't see him winning a US Open. I now again I'm gonna eat my words. I possibly could see him winning a British at St. Andrews. Like, well, let's I can't go there. see that happening. But I, okay, all right. Well, we're, we're going to St. Andrews. Well, no, I'm saying let's go there in terms of the next question because that okay. actually talks about the major championships, if I may. I um, feel like I'm on a drinking game and I keep are. coming up with the words. Everybody I, at home, I, I take a shot. Everybody at home, take a shot if you're over 21, of course. Um, but yeah, let's continue okay. this discussion here. Major championships. You think maybe there's something there at the open because I would agree too. I do. I, so, and, and this all comes back to his familiarity with the course, not just familiarity, his, his domination at courses, ergo Augusta, um, here too for St. Andrews. <laughs> so I think that he, uh, he, he, I think that he can win a master's when he is 60 years old. I really do. I believe and, that. Yeah. And if people think that that's outlandish or crazy, like, I don't know what to tell you. It, in 2019, uh, let like let's just take let me take you back how players <laughs> half his age crumbled, cr- just crumbled in the final round, and he did not. He persevered because he is steady Eddie. He knows that he's in a marathon and not a sprint at Augusta, and he freaking won the tournament. So for me, obviously that is his homeland, and I could see him winning there forever. Now, St. Andrews, I also feel that way about. And this this just goes back to any course in the history of golf courses. If you're a professional or if you're not, if you play a course multiple times, you learn something each time. You take something away. You have more familiarity. You have more experience. If you want to say that those things aren't aren't predictive of of winning then you're wrong they are and he is familiar familiar with that course and i think that a lot of younger guys maybe aren't so there are instances like that where i could see him pulling off another major i would love to see him win the us open at tory pines i would love it do i think it will happen i do not i just i like I just, I can't, That it's, you know, he's great there, but so are other guys play the Farmers Insurance Open and they're familiar with that course. So for me, I think that he will win PGA Tour events and and he will surpass Sam Snead. He will get there. Surpassing Jack, I just think, and, and this may be something that people disagree with, but the fields are just so 
different now than when Jack was playing golf. And I know it's the age old battle of, of the greatest of all time. And yes, Jack by numbers has more majors, but you have to take in so, so many things. You have to take so many things into consideration about how Tiger would get to that point now. And it's just, it's, it's a very, very difficult feat. And it's a hurdle that I, I, I personally do not see him getting over. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, when you have the likes of Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka, Rory McIlroy, Bryson DeChambeau, I could go on and on, probably finishing inside the top 10 multiple times in 2021 in particular, that's tough. And I only talk about top 10s for majors for Tiger because I think that's the realistic sort of goal for him, considering you got to go back to the Masters in 2019 for the last time he was inside the top 10. Missed the cut at the U.S. Open this year, T37 at the PGA, T38 at the Masters. And some pundits out there are considering 2020 a lost year for Tiger Woods. We've talked about that before, Bridget, where we wouldn't go that far. That's a little bit too harsh. But I think it is a legitimate question. Can he get inside the top 10 in a major? I think the obvious answer is yes for the Masters. Uh, I think it is certainly a possibility for the open championship at St. Andrews course knowledge matters, but I think he's going to be right there at future British opens, the PGA at the ocean course and the U S open at Torrey Pines are going to be tougher feats because the bulkier bearer, if you will, uh, golf courses that really just eat you alive. If you miss the fairways are going to be tougher for him as he continues to get older with that back and hacking it out of that rough. So Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And I think, Bridget, the only way Tiger can realistically catch Jack Nicklaus in this number chase here is if he rips off a few more Masters and a few more or a couple more British Opens. I don't see him winning the U.S. Open or the PGA the rest of his career. I don't think that is a hot take in particular, in my opinion. No, that's definitely not a hot take. Just the setups alone, it's just different. And I think that for Tiger, I honestly think you would agree. I think if you were to ask Tiger, hey, if you really were going to beat Jack's record for all-time major champion, where would it happen? And without a shadow of a doubt, I bet he would say four Masters, four Green Jackets. I, I honestly think that he would say that. So, no, I don't think it's a hot take. I just think that it's the circumstance. It's just the the way that those tournaments are set up. And then the rotas. I, I really do think that going back to Augusta year after year after year, as I've said multiple times, that compounded experience is like, honestly, that is the money. That's the money for him. That's the moneymaker right there. I really think an interesting question for him would also be, how would you rank the major championships in terms of the probability of you winning them? And I obviously believe he would put the masters at number one, of course. Right. Would it be the British at two? And then maybe the PGA at three U S open at four. It could be an interesting sort of peel back of the curtain in terms of how he feels about every single major. I don't know if he would actually answer that question, but it would be interesting information at least. Yeah, I I think that you I think you put it in the order that most people would. I would say Masters, British, PGA, US Open being the uh the least likely that he wins again. And yeah. 
And I do think that that has zero to do with, uh, and this is like going to sound weird, but like kind of zero to do with his back. Like, I feel like that's just, that's kind of like a age thing for me. Um, just if you've looked at, you know, past British open winners, I mean, gosh, Tom Watson almost won the British open. Like he, how old was he? And he almost won. So like, winning the masters and winning the British is, is definitely something I think that older players can do winning a U.S. open when you're older and you're in like the, the end, the back half of your career. I just don't know how many times that's happened. And like, shame on me because I work for the USGA, but I, <laughs> I, yeah, I, maybe I should know that. Um, but I just feel like it's just, it's, it's much more difficult uh, just as you get older. And, and that's just, that is what it is. That's like a fact of life aging. And, and, you know, we don't have to go down that on Tiger Woods's birthday, but I think that back issues aside, it still probably would be the hardest to win would be the U S open. Yeah. I think it just comes down to distance. And as you get older, you lose distance. And if you're not as accurate, you have a bad round. It's going to be really hard to hit the ball close out of the rough, blah, blah, blah. So I think it really does come down to something like that. You know, opportunities, right? 59. I Googled it. Sorry. There it is. Yes. Yes. Tom Tom Watson, Watson, 59. Barely. 60. Barely, uh, or almost winning uh, the British at Turnberry, I believe. Turnberry, yep, yeah. I was gonna say fifty-eight, and I was like, oh, I feel like it's closer. To yeah, 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 he was almost there. So, all right, well, let's get to my final question here, and I would love to ask him this: What would he consider a successful twenty twenty-one campaign? And if his answer is win every single tournament, that's like vintage Tiger, but I don't think he would give that answer. And so it is interesting to kind of think about maybe is it a WGC and a top 10 somewhere in a major? I don't know. Like, where does he fall on this spectrum uh, at 45 years old about what a successful PGA Tour season is? And it's one of those things where you kind of have to go into his head again and think about where he's at mentally at this age. Uh, It'll be probably a, a question we won't get an answer to. But, you know, it is something to sort of ponder here. Yeah, he would definitely beat around the bush if you flat out asked him that in a press conference. Um, I think that for him, obviously, the health is is number one. And if he stays healthy, it's successful, which like sounds so lame. But I really do think he is the competitor inside of him, though. I would say that he would probably want to knock off a few wins and one being a major. Um, and I think that if he was honest with, with himself, I bet that he would say a major and then three other victories elsewhere. I think that he would go for like four or five. I really do. I love it. I love that energy because (laughs) you bring that energy into 2021. Who knows what can happen because it's certainly not 2020. So threw that into the ether there. Yeah, exactly. All right. So those are my five questions, Bridget. I don't know if, uh, I have all five of what you were thinking or where you stand? Um, you, you knocked off quite a few. My number one was the grinding versus gravy, yeah. like the, the urgency at 45 to get to 83 and 19. That, that really is, if I, 
if I if I had a like if I was stuck in an elevator with Tiger, God help me, Lord, if someone could make that happen. First, if you could keep your composure. <laughs> oh man, I know. Um, it, that would be my number one question. My number two was, of course, the schedule. Like, can you really be prepared for all four majors? And um, and I don't know. I and my thing is because if you're so prepared for the Masters in April. And you go into that like full force and just say he wins. You come off of that high. It takes time. And then boom, you're in June right. and you got right. another major. So for, or when is the PGA? Is the PGA in May? Like now I'm all, I, I don't even know how the schedule goes anymore. Yeah. May 20th. Yeah. So boom, you're in May. <laughs> so like, and then you're in June and then you're in July and like, boom, 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 boom. So for me, I just, I don't know if that is plausible to be fresh for all four. Um, my number three, which you didn't, you didn't touch. So we could sort of go into this, the Olympics. Ah, yeah. So I, I want to know, like, is a gold medal, is that, like, where is that for him? That that would be my question. Well, I have an administrative question on that. Has qualifying been concluded or is it still going on? Because last I looked up and I checked this morning, I thought like June 22nd, they stopped the qualifying process for 2021, but I could be wrong. So in light of the one-year delay, I read that the Olympic golf rankings, like the points, um, it was through a period of, I think, June 21st of next year for the men and June, I think it was like 28th for the women. Right. So, um, so next and the year. Fields, yes. And the fields for both men and women will remain the same. It's consisting of 60 players. Um but yeah, so the the new dates for the Tokyo Games are July 23rd to August 8th of next year. Okay. Yeah. So I do think that there's still time. So so like me, like okay, so as just a person who who played sport, you know, I was very competitive, very athletic. I thought that I was going to qualify for the Olympics for track. I really did. Of course, I was living in a dreamland. But <laughs> For me, winning a gold medal or, or any Olympic medal, I mean, I would even take a bronze. I actually prefer bronze to silver because I feel like silver is like, oh my gosh, I could have won the gold. And bronze is like, wow, I'm just happy to be up here with everyone. So whatever it may be, winning a gold medal is like my number one thing in life. Like that for me as an athletic person is is the creme de la creme. Like, like being an Olympian, eh it's okay. Like I wouldn't go the full, like Ricky Fowler. I got into the Olympics. Let me just slash those, uh, those circles on my arm. Like, no, but winning a medal being like an Olympic, like medalist. Yeah. Like that would, that is my number one for everyone out there. If you want to know, like my biggest, wildest dream, it's that. Hashtag so goals. I just, hashtag. Yeah. Hashtag Olympic goals. I just want, well, now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, way out of the game now <laughs> uh, those ships have sailed but I want to know like where is it for Tiger you know it's one of those unique things right something that he doesn't have on his mantle and you really can't say that for a lot in regard to Tiger Woods on the PGA Tour he has everything he probably could possibly accomplish and now you have this rebirth of the Olympics and golf within the last uh, six years it's 
really interesting to kind of think about too. So now that I know he can qualify, um, you know, the qualifying process hasn't stopped yet. That's something he's probably going to monitor in his head too, when he's out there on the PGA tour and would love, he said it before he would love to represent his country. We know how much the Ryder cup and the president's cup mean to him. And so, you know, for something like this, which is a little more individualized because you're representing your country as an individual, it's not a team thing per se, but it's different, something new. And honestly, I would consider it a major championship in my head. I would bump that up to 16 to be <laughs> real with you guys if you were to get the gold, but you know, people would write off on that. Anyway, I think it would be a hell of a feat. Hey, while we're at it, let's just say it's worth four majors. Four, let's do it. Let's tally it up. And then all he needs is a gold medal. Let's let's grade with a curve, right? This is like right. AP Chem. You know what I mean? Right. Justin Rose, the uh, <laughs> we just gave him four majors. Four extra majors. Here you go, they buddy. Um, yeah. So so that was number three. My number four was sort of a you you kind of hit on it but surgeries age the number of balls that this man has hit in mm -hmm. his life I want to know like does the routine change I know that we have all heard you know he wakes up he runs for he wake up I mean I recently just heard Kevin Kisner tell a story about how at the President's Cup he came down to get some coffee. It's like 5, 5.30 a.m. And he, Tiger Woods was already drenched in sweat and had <laughs> woken up at 4 a.m. to go work out across the street at a gym. 4 a.m. Tiger was the captain. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so for me, like, we know that he has this regimented routine. I understand. I just want to know, like, is, is, is that changing? Is that evolving? Are we still running like a ton? I know that he doesn't run as much as he used to, obviously now because of the mobility issues, but I kind of want to like go through a day to day with Tiger. I want to know what he eats. Like what, what do you, what do you eat? I want to know those. And this may be a little girly on my part that I want to know what he eats for breakfast, what he eats for lunch, what he eats for dinner. But you better believe that if I found out what he ate for three meals a day, what he snacked on, I would be eating the same exact thing. Hey, I'm interested so. in that. I mean, the peanut butter sandwiches on the course, it's like, what's he throwing right. in his mouth over there? Is it trail mix? Or what's he drinking too? Like the electrolyte stuff? I don't know what he's drinking on the course, but it's like colored liquid. So, What are you consuming, sir? Yes. And where can I get it? <laughs> Tell <laughs> That's me That's what I want to know. <laughs> tell, tell me more about your breakfast. Um, and then my last question has to do with the fans. Um, we all miss them. I want to know if, if it really has been an adjustment and that if he's had to do certain things on a day-to-day -to, -day to sort of accommodate for that lack of electricity, that lack of um, movement like like I heard him talk I forget after which tournament it was early on after uh the PGA Tour season had resumed he was asked about that and I think that hearing him say like people just are constantly moving and that when there's hundreds of people around you at all times you become accustomed to that like just normal movement of your surrounding like 
he is now in such a still environment at all times, which if you think about it, just anything that you get accustomed to or you get used to, having that change is an adjustment. And I just think it's so weird that at this point in his career where he's probably, he probably can't even remember a day when he didn't have a bunch of eyes on him while he was hitting golf shots. When he was a little kid, there were people at his, his course watching him because he was a phenom. So I just think that that is a really weird situation for someone like Tiger and Rory and, and even Dustin Johnson. I, I guess maybe DJ has a little more of that like tunnel vision focus, but I feel like Tiger did too, up until I heard him say that the adjustment from the no fans was, was a thing. Right. So I, I would kind of go into that and, and I just want to know a little more about how he's sort of, um, how he's overcome it or if it's still uh, like weird. And I bet it is a little weird because it's weird for all of us. Yeah. You know, I always thought he was going to really enjoy not having the fans. And I don't mean that in the sense of like, oh my God, thank God nobody's here having fun watching me play. I think it's more of, this is kind of a nice break. This is all right. right. I don't have people slapping my back and like, you know, viral particles floating in the air with people screaming at me right next to me or anything like that. It's going to be awesome. And I'd be, I'll be able to concentrate on my shots without having to worry about cameras clicking or at least a lot of them. And he comes out and says, no, I miss them. I want them to be there so I can feed off that energy and it almost caught me by surprise because I'm sure he does feed off the energy but I feel like you know it gets to a point where and we've heard Rory complain before of like I just can't concentrate now because there's too many right but you know maybe Tiger you know really does enjoy having those fans out there and prefers them uh as to the alternative not having them at all so it's interesting and I think it's it's sort of like anything in life. Like I sort of have become used to doing things with the TV on or with music on or which may be good or maybe bad. Um, but that's just sort of how I operate. When it's silent, when I'm like in a room trying to get something done and there's just like no sort of white noise going on, I, I honestly can't concentrate. Yeah. And like that is probably how they feel and it's a little weird um like no murmuring or anything like that right and it's it is weird like you said it's weird to think that he that is an integral part of uh of his success almost and and a lot of players don't have it um and you have heard you know many a times players say playing in front of tiger or behind tiger you know obviously if you're playing behind him it's super weird because the crowd just vanishes <laughs> to get ahead to like watch tiger and vice versa if you're playing in front of him it's like you get this surplus of people because tiger's moving on to the next hole and and yes that could sort of mess with you because they're not following you for tiger just think about it these people are literally getting to the hole before he gets there they're all like ready and set for him to be there. He kind of is like the king. He's the king of the course. The The people aren't like rustling and making a lot of noise around Tiger. They're silent. They're watching his every move. So that is very interesting for me. And, and like as a psych major in college, I could do a whole thesis on this. <laughs> you could do like a solid empirical study on this, Bridget. That's for sure. <laughs> So I did have a bonus question. Okay. 
And this is just because I, I am intrigued by this. When did Tiger know that he was like good at golf? Not like when, when was he, when did he become a scratch golf or anything? Or like, when did he beat his dad? I don't want to know like those logistics. I want to know like, when did he hit a shot? And he was like, yeah, like, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> like, I want to know. And I want to know if that was sort of a mental process that he had at a young age, because now with his kid sort of being in that situation of having a lot of optics, a lot of eyes on him. Um, Charlie clearly knows that he's good at golf and he didn't need the media to validate that. And now again, he is 11. I think that for Tiger, those notions and thoughts probably happened at a much earlier age. He was probably, I would like to say he was probably like first grade age and he was like, yeah, I'm pretty good at this, at this sport. So I kind of would want to take him back into that. Like, like when, like at what age were you like, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really going to have to get a job. Yeah. I'm going to be the goat. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm just going to play golf. I'm going to like be out on the course for the rest of my life. Just hit him. <laughs> Imagine standing up in your circle time in first grade and saying to your classmates and the teacher, yeah, I'm going to be the greatest golfer to ever live. Right. And cool with that? Thanks. I feel like with his parents and his, his dad, uh, particularly probably, um, drilled that into him. So I wouldn't put it past seven-year-old tiger to have said to his class, yeah, I'm going to play golf for a living and I'm going to be really darn good at it. Yeah. You know, you wonder if there was a switch of the um, a flip of the switch situation, or was it a gradual sort of deal where right. you know one thing piled on to another? He started winning on the PGA Tour, and that's when he realized, or maybe it was the 2000 season, that I'm going to be absolutely dominating at this sport, and nobody's going to stop me. And I think he certainly felt that in 2000, but. Perhaps it was 96 at the Masters, uh, or 97, excuse me, where he really felt that. I feel like it kind of stacked up on top of each other, to be honest with you. I have heard from multiple PGA Tour players, other players, that they remember vividly being a young age and hitting and like flushing a shot and knowing how good that feeling was and Mm. knowing that it was like special, that it was like, not that like, oh yeah, I'm going to be a pro golfer and you're like five years old, but the idea that you are a kid and you are hitting a shot and it feels good and like, know it feels good. And like, you know, it's right. And I think that, um, like if, if I could have a gift, it would be a child (laughs) who is that way. (laughs) Uh, I would, I like a, a front row seat at that and have heard a lot. I've, you know, the golf channel, I listened to thousands of hundreds of it, not thousands. That was a little uh, dramatic. Hundreds of interviews of parents of, of players, whether they be AJGA or, or, or PJ tour professionals or LPGA professionals. I've listened to a lot of parents, a lot of coaches, a lot of mentors say like to have a, a front row seat at that, at a young a young kid, a phenom, like a stellar talent is, is really something special. Uh, and, and I'm sure that Tiger seeing what his son's doing and knowing that his dad had that sort of same experience with him. I bet that's an awesome feeling. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you just wonder for Tiger, 
if there was obvious dialogue out there in the universe, like when he was in grade school or anything like that, where he was just telling kids that, yeah, I'm going to be doing this. And man, I just want to go sit down and interview the guy now after all these questions, to be honest with you. Okay, so now, all right, we're done with questions. So now I'm, this is a surprise. This is a happy birthday tiger surprise on oh Cam, boy. everybody. Cam, I'm gonna give you some questions and uh, let's see, let's see how, how well you do. Now, first of all, these questions, I don't expect you to know them. I more just want to be the one giving you the answer. So we could just of sort of, yeah, we want to drill in how much of the goat that Tiger is. Right. Okay, so here you go. Number one, how many times has Tiger finished second on the PGA Tour? Uh, I would say 50. Okay, good. That was close. That was, that's very generous. 31 times Okay. the guy has come in second all right now first of all these answers are from a few years ago so like that that is more now that is more um all right so in what percentage of his at the time we're going back a few years so i'm gonna just bump this up 350 starts has tiger made the cut what percentage has he made the cut in those appearances yes um uh, i would say uh, i'm no mathematician but give me like 84 percent 91%. Wowzers. Wowzers. Crazy. All right. This one, it doesn't matter how old this one is. Uh, this one stands the test of time. What is Tiger's largest winning margin in his career? 12 shots. 15. 15. Shots. That's what it is. Yes. The U.S. Yeah. Open. That's right. 15 shots, people. 15 shots. He holds the record for the most PGA Tour wins of all time at 82. Happy birthday, Tiger Woods. <laughs> nice ode to Tiger Woods. By the numbers, by the way. By the numbers. I mean, they're, you know, they're a little out of date, but whatever. It's, it's close enough. <laughs> Career earnings, he's at $120 million, roughly $121 million, which is wow. just in like raw tour money we're not talking about anything else so Insane. hell of a career hell of a guy and we're gonna have more about him in 2021 we hope for plenty of success for him and for all of you out there as we enter this new year this has been of course the tiger Woods show right here on the believe network for bridget whalen my name is cam rogers and we'll talk to you guys next week as we get you set for the century tournament of champions talk then happy birthday mr woods thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube